Dan Tyre is a senior level software executive, advisory and governance board member with extensive experience in hyper growth environments from startup businesses to, to organizations generating over $1 billion in sales. Dan Tyre joined HubSpot as a member of the original team in May of 2007 and has led the recruiting, training and growth of HubSpot sales since. At HubSpot, Dan has pioneered the concept of alignment between sales and marketing, known as marketing, a core tenet of inbound marketing now followed by thousands of companies around the world. Welcome to the Business Wilderness. My name is Amr Huli, and today I have a very special guest with me, Mr. Dan Tyre. Dan Tyre, how are you, sir? I am off the charts. Great. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Um, so, Mr. Dan, let's start from the very, very beginning. Where did it all start for you? Uh, how much time do you have? My intro takes like 17 minutes, as so long, it's going to be a little... As long as you want, Dan. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I think you only booked me for 15 minutes, so we'll do it the short version. No I'm 59 worries. years old. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. I've worked for HubSpot for the last um, 10 years, and uh, I have a 35-year business career, um, starting selling books door-to-door to work my way through college. Uh, I've done five startups. My first startup went to a billion and a half dollars. My second startup got bought out by a Phoenix-based company. That's how I came to Arizona. My third startup went bankrupt, which taught me business planning and humility. My fourth startup got bought out by Microsoft, and HubSpot's my fifth. So I am absolutely the luckiest guy in the world and uh, happy to help uh, people who need it. And uh, my guiding principle is do the most good that I can in the universe. Absolutely amazing. So there's a whole wealth of experience there. You've been through multiple businesses. You've been through ups and downs. I mean, there's many young people out there aspiring to be what you've already achieved. What What are some tips and lessons that you, you can basically give them? All right, great question. Number one, always trust your instinct, right? Uh, you can't live Dan Tyre's life. You wouldn't want to. And it's not right. Everybody is unique, right? So um, I tell my buddy John Johnson, you're John Johnson. You can do anything. And uh, if you can't figure out what you want to do, then pick up the phone and talk with somebody. Figure it out. If you can't think of somebody to talk with, then call me, right? Uh, Lots of uh, young people, millennials, think that they should all be Elon Musk. And the reality is uh, collaboration and working through issues with another person is, uh, is a great way to kind of solve problems. So number one, trust your gut. Number two, um, figure out what you want to do. Do the actual work. Figure out where you want to be in five or ten years and then work backwards. And then don't think you have to do it all yourself, right? Work with somebody else. Ensure that um, you're collaborating rather than trying to figure it out on your own. Yeah, I mean, because the uh, big thing in, in the startup world and tech world is uh, I, I, I don't want to outreach to others because I'm scared they might take my idea they might steal my concept, so on, so on. What are your thoughts on such perceptions? 
Uh, so first of all, there's no unique business plans. Today alone, I've reviewed three business plans this month, probably 40. And um, the last week I was just on vacation. So there's no real original thing. Everybody is um, like doing a similar business plan. So there's 14 people working on everything. So when I first started my first company, the distinguishing factor was starting the company. I tell people this all the time. I raised $400,000 and 275000 of it went to Microsoft and Dell to set up servers just so that we could have email. Now, I know you're like wow. rolling your eyes going, oh, my goodness, what are you, my grandfather? But in <laughs> 1993, that's what it took. Like today, right, you can start a podcast for $60. You can start a company. Uh, my buddy Matt Sherman, Matt with one T here in Phoenix, got a company called a Publoft, and he started it for $50. And so the key now isn't starting the company. The key is scaling the company. Right. And so we scale companies very differently uh, um, over the last 10 years. We scale them uh, by looking at all the data. We scale them by uh, understanding how to um, do things uh, touchlessly. We scale things by um, providing um, like uh, help for people, sometimes years before they give us any money. And uh, we scale things by uh, understanding product market fit and um Proving the concept than proving the business model. Awesome, awesome. So, you you, you say the word scale. I mean, many young uh, entrepreneurs and startup founders are, are constantly trying to look for ways to scale their their, their businesses. When is the right time to scale? Um, well, there's three stages in every startup. The first is your ideation stage, right? And I'm a big believer. And I can send this to you, Ahmed, if you'd like. Uh, I have created a document called uh, Creating a Successful Startup in 2017. And it's 10 questions that I asked entrepreneurs to try to understand what they're trying to solve for, what they're trying to do, right? And I asked them to complete the questionnaire either verbally or write it out. Sometimes writing things out gives you a level of review that you don't always get when you're kind of just riffing off the top of your head. Absolutely. Right? And I, I want them to understand the ideation phase so that they understand like what they're trying to do, what kind of company they're trying to build, what they're really trying to spend some time. With. Then the next phase is the proof of concept phase. Right. And um, some entrepreneurs feel like they need millions of dollars to go through the proof of concept phase. But to our earlier point, right, this is 2017. You've got a website up for a hundred bucks. Right. And it's all about a hustle. And um, so using the proof of concept phase, you want to raise as little money as you possibly can, where you can go out and say, no, 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 I've got this many customers. I've got this many people following my blog. I have this many people who follow me on Twitter, this many people who are uh, following me on Instagram, this many people I've done demos for, this many uh, people who are giving me money. And if you do that proof of concept right, right, in uh, 12 to 18 months, you will have proven the concept and uh, seed investors, angel investors, venture capital folks will throw money at you because then you're just not an entrepreneur showing up saying, this is what I'm going to do. You're an experienced entrepreneur who has shown that you have product market fit and that's a decidedly different segment for scaling a company. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, inbound marketing, HubSpot. Uh, I found HubSpot 2013, all the way from, from Australia at the time. I don't think you, you guys had an Australian office. We uh, do in Sydney. We have a huge business in Australia and New Zealand. No, People no. in APAC. In, in 2013. 
So that wow, you're then. really testing my memory. I know. I think you're right. I'm yeah, I went back to the depth. I came to Boston in 2013 to inbound. You, you guys weren't here yet. You came in 2014. You had just started. So damn, you got there. That's because you're a native Australian. You Aussies <laughs> are always quick on the uptake. Yeah. So I implemented HubSpot and the whole inbound marketing concept at a finance company in 2014. Within 12 to 18 months, I took the company generating uh, from $35 million a quarter to $60 million a quarter. We broke all records. What's the secret behind inbound marketing? I know you guys are the pioneers. I know that you guys, how did it all come together? Where did it all start? Uh, first of all, with those results, I should be interviewing you. <laughs> I got a great track record. My you guys friend. did. Awesome. You, you guys did. I got it. I got, um, interviewed at for the state of inbound in 2015 or, or, or 14 i can't remember which one and i was a panelist at the hubspot growth show in melbourne nice um well hubspot went from zero to 100 million in seven years my buddy mark roberish was the vice president of sales and wrote this book called the sales acceleration formula yeah right and uh, the reality is there's no secret uh 10 years ago in 2007 there is a significant change in the way people buy and uh, it's not sales, it's not marketing, it's schmarketing. Yeah. Say that word, Ahmed. Schmarketing. <laughs> uh, you got to say it with your throat, schmarketing. Schmarketing. Yeah, there we go. And so um, in the new world of sales and marketing, right, alignment, uh, performance, data, and engaging with folks sometimes years before they become a paying customer. We have, um, I was the first salesperson for HubSpot. When I started in 2007, people would say, uh, ask two questions. Number one, what is it? On and explain it. Inbound is a um, data-driven, holistic approach where you take people who have no idea who you are, they come to your website, and they convert into like table-pounding uh, advocates, right? And then um, the ability to, uh, they'd ask me the second question, which is, does it work? And in 2007, we were like only 10 people. We had like 14 customers. I'm like, I think so. It's a little bit of a risk. In 2017, <laughs> we know, know it worked, right? HubSpot has 31,000 um, customers worldwide. We're sold in 130 um, countries, including Australia, New Zealand, uh, APAC, Singapore. And um, what inbound marketing does is it gives you a huge competitive advantage. So that competitive advantage is uh, an opportunity that people get to take advantage of or discover. Absolutely. I mean, that's, uh, that's, I was, I actually experienced that firsthand and it really did. It took, it took a bit of time to convince the board of the organization at the time, but we eventually got there after about four or five months of campaigning. So we, with all that, we had some, some great results and, Everybody was was happy, and now they're all advocates of of uh, HubSpot. So, nice. <laughs> so, all right. Um, the the startup world, tech world, is um is heading into some very interesting times. We've got a lot of emphasis on voice, AI. Uh, you got a few other companies like Snapchat working on AR, trying to find that. Uh, you, unique point of difference. Then you got major players like Facebook pouncing on them and copying what what they're doing. I mean, the space seems to be happening in many places. Where where do you see 
the space going what trends patterns do, do you see I mean you've seen the space evolve many many times before and where do you see it heading so um, you were talking about technology and I'm a, a big believer that uh, technology is an important component it obviously impacts a lot of things that we do but I'm also a believer in uh, human beings uh, leveraging that technology in a way that makes it more efficient so the whole idea of inbound sales is a process where uh, you take the technology and use it to your advantage to be more human, where you automate the insignificant, where you use bots, technology, chat kind of information to become more accessible so you can create more good in the universe, help more people. And the companies and individuals who do that are obviously going to win. Uh, which is absolutely correct because what people tend to forget is I think because technology there's technologies to simplify things. They sort of start to lose that human element, which is basically a key to a key to them falling into disaster. Uh, personalization, that human touch, that human element. I think many businesses are starving for, and the consumer really, 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 really needs it, especially in in the time where we we see our consumers seem to be more needy. And I'm not I'm not too sure if you agree with me or not, but I'd love to hear. No, that. I agree with you 100. percent Not only are they needy, yeah, they're whiny, and they're <laughs> uh, they demand things, right? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Right? The level of frustration for the uh, international consumer. I don't care if you're in Australia, Sydney, uh, New Zealand, or the United States. They want it. They want it now. They don't want to read a manual. Are you kidding me? When was the last time you read a manual? Absolutely. Right? You're like, if this doesn't work, and if this doesn't work in 20 seconds, forget about it, right? You lost me. I'm not going to do it, right? And so that's just uh, the condition of doing business today. It's the greatest time to do to start a company. It's the greatest time to scale a company, right? You just have to do it right, right? And uh, inbound has strong proof that um, if you're leveraging the inbound philosophy, you can be more successful. Absolutely. So quickly cool. before we go, um, any tips or words of wisdom that you can give out to people aspiring to uh, achieve success with their startups, so on, so on? Tons. All right. So first of all, write out a plan. It doesn't have to be a long plan. It's not a 40-page business plan, but it's a three-page business kind of overview that says this is the name of the company. This is the principles of the company. This is what we're going to do. This is our special sauce. And most importantly, these are the goals, the financial goals we expect to hit over our next two years, right? Don't spend more than a couple of hours on it. It doesn't have to be like uh, in uh, leather bound. It doesn't have to be a big kind of thing. But uh, if I'm looking at a business model, I want somebody to have spent at least enough time to be able to quickly explain it to me so that uh, they're not just riffing off the top of their head. Number two, those financial projections are important, right? 2017 is all about the hustle. My buddy Gary V is great about that. It's all about just getting it done. Let's not talk about it. Let's get it done. Right? Absolutely. You tracked me down like a, uh, a pig to a truffle, Ahmed. Very, very <laughs> proud of you. Right? And you said, I need help. And guess what? We're, I'm in the middle of an airport in Phoenix, Arizona. But you got what you want, which is just the hustle we're talking about. And that's the reason I'm talking to you. I want all of our entrepreneurs to understand anything is possible. And Thank three, uh, find somebody who can help you. Right. You don't have to do it all alone. Right. Companies that have co-founders are typically a little bit more successful than people who go it alone. But uh, anybody who wants my help, you can uh, contact me at Dan Tiger on Twitter. 
Uh, Dan Tire One on Instagram, Dan Tire One on Snapchat. Connect with me on uh, LinkedIn, Dan Tire uh, Executive at HubSpot. And uh, thanks for the invite. I love our Aussie friends, Aussie customers, and uh, Aussie partners. And um, let me know what I can do to help. Awesome. Thank you very much, Dan. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And all the best. Keep it rocking, my friend. Will do. Take care. Boo. Boo. Bye.